Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean. From Los Angeles, I am Mike Dowler, and this is Conversations. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And of course, on Twitter, it's really, really simple. Uh, at Converse Radio, like the shoe without the E, at Converse Radio. And on uh, Facebook, it's Conversations, the podcast. On Instagram, well, we are as well. And thanks for following. We appreciate your support. And that is at Conversations Radio. Go ahead and drop me a line. Uh, it's going to be um, conversationspod at gmail.com. A rainy night in Southern California. A rainy night at my house as well as my co-hosts. So uh, everybody stand by just one second. I want to thank our guests. From last week, we had Isabella Blake Thomas. She's a UK actress now making her way here in the States and doing very, very well. A lot of stuff out. Uh, so she is um, uh, a Hermosa Beach girl. And her and her mom do a lot of movies together in production. So very cool having her on. appreciate our co-host as well. Gabe Eggerling was from The Kicks. And he's done voiceover work and all kinds of stuff. So uh, that podcast is episode 33. It is online right now on the website. And uh, also on Podbean. So uh, go ahead and check those out as well. Hey, great show tonight. I want to welcome back our returning co-host. He is uh, the voice of Donkey, the voice of Superman, uh, Optimus Prime, many other voices. And, um, well, I'll let him tell his story, as he always does so well. Coming back, Jason Lewis. Jason, how are you? Great, Mike. Good to be back. Thanks for having me back. Glad to have you back. And uh, are you enjoying the rain? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, L.A. rain, it's... Nice when it makes a cameo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Terrible to drive in. Yeah. M- well, my drive this morning was awful. It was just uh, like yeah. an hour to go a mile with that accident on the 14. So, but uh, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, other places that experience rain throughout the country, I just have to wonder: is it really as bad as it is in LA? I mean, like you know, people joke about it, but it's really gnarly. Traffic's so bad here. Here's mm-hmm. my my analogy on that. What I think uh, is that. We have a lot of new drivers out there. New, not nude. New drivers. Uh, <laughs> Never know in LA. Well, exactly. And I think that it rains so little here that they don't have the experience driving in the rain. <laughs> so they get on the road and they just carry on as fast as uh, usual. Just, well, uh, there there's you just have a it. lot of people here, too. I, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm not sure. We just can't drive in the rain. And our roads, well, I grew up in LA, so well, it's hard for me to really compare. <laughs> well, I, I, grew, I grew up in San Francisco, and again, there it's just fog. Yeah. So, there you go. but if you if you ever drive in Washington or somewhere where it rains a lot, the roads are conditioned for that, and it's like, you know, you're you're fine. <laughs> but very important to realize this is not road talk. And, no, um, indeed, we do want to dive right in. You are a, a voiceover actor as well. Indeed, um, yes, as, I, as, I've been working in the business since 2004, and okay. uh, am one of the official voices of Donkey for DreamWorks, um, and uh, I'm also currently the voice of Superman on Justice League Action which you can watch on Cartoon Network sometimes, apparently, still, and and Hulu, mainly. <laughs> Great. Uh, I just saw that they did a rerun, I think, so who knows? I might have a residual check coming. Yay. I've been with Vox uh, ever since 2004 and have uh, been really fortunate in some of the jobs that I've had and the opportunities I've had. Great. As uh, our guest knows, our, our agents are amazing. Let me ask you this. Have you ever sang backup for Burt Bacharach? <laughs> I can't say that I have. Uh, how about uh, Ray Orbison? No, but that's awesome. If I um, ask my phone a question, does your voice come back and tell me what the answer is? It'll you'll have Cortana to deal with. No, no, no. Does we don't mention nobody mentions the c word. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest tonight is uh, Susan Bennett. Susan Bennett's a voice actress. She's a singer. I'm all around just a great, great person. She is. Um, well, if you've ever paid a bill by phone, if you ever had your GPS yell at you for going the wrong way, you turn, turn right, turn right. It may have been Susan Bennett, and again, um, Susan as well is well-known uh, as the voice, original voice of Siri, and can be heard on uh, phone systems and GPS units everywhere, as well as the official voice of Delta Airlines at all the gates all around the world. And uh, awesome. she's done so much, and again, just delighted to have her on. I want to welcome in from Atlanta, Georgia. Boy, it's late there as well, three hours ahead. Susan Bennett. Susan, how are you? 
I'm great. You, you, Thanks for having me on. Oh, this is amazing. I mean, I, again, I know that there's a time difference there. So thanks for staying up. Yes, please be interesting so I won't fall asleep. <laughs> please. We'll do, we'll do our best. No, I'm, a, I'm a late night person. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a night out too. Again, Susan, you are now based in Atlanta, so but you're not from Atlanta originally. Oh, I've been here many, many, many years, though, so I consider myself an Atlantan at this point. And, Atlantean um, could be. Yeah. Atlantean, yeah. Yes. No, I think it's an Atlantan. 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 Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Atlantan. It's and why, be a little mythical quality there. <laughs> and why are Atlanta peaches so so tasty, or Georgia oh. peaches? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I guess it's I guess it's the red clay, the Georgia red clay, most oh. most affect those Georgia peaches. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't really know. <laughs> Very well, good. And uh, are you originally from Atlanta, or where are you originally from? No, I was born in Burlington, Vermont, and I oh. lived all over New England. I'm, and uh, uh, fortunately for. My career as a voice actor, I moved from New England to upstate New York, where they have a very neutral accent. <laughs> they have a very, very thick um, accent in New England. So uh, sure I moved do. to upstate New York when I was um, in sixth grade. And fortunately, it was very fortunate because I had a very, very thick New England accent, which I managed to lose when I was in upstate New York. So it was a very good move for me, unknowingly. But Wow, Vermont, that's uh, Ben and Jerry country. Yeah, as well, I yeah. didn't live there very long. Yeah. I, I I have family up there, but I I was only there for a very short time. I moved, mm. you know, when I was still sort of unconscious. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I unconscious. Um, we won't wear. Uh, did your family move a lot? Actually, we did. My dad was a salesman, and we moved um, three times during my childhood. Um, it's not a lot. It's not 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 like being an army brat, but you know, it did uh, for a person like myself who's basically quite an introvert it you know really wasn't all that much fun changing schools a bunch for sure that's hard that's absolutely hard introvert really though i mean you're you're a singer yes (laughs) yes i well i guess you know i'm sort of an introvert but i can rise to the occasion if you know what i mean okay i I took that myers griggs uh briggs uh personality test and i'm definitely an introvert but i I sort of have some other little stuff going on in there too. <laughs> well, I would imagine so. I imagine well, so. Your secret's safe with us. Oh, so, thanks. Yeah. You um actually got your now again voiceovers. You know, it's a thing, and everybody thinks he got a good voice. And um, but uh, you started doing yours actually was was it jingles? Well, yeah, I got into voiceover work sort of accidentally I was singing a lot of jingles I did a lot of uh, recording studio work um, mm-hmm. singing backup vocals and, and radio and TV jingles and one day uh, we had recorded something and I I wish I remembered the product that this was for because it was a pretty big day for me but um, we had just finished singing for some particular product and the voice actor didn't show up to read this the copy for the spot and oh, no. the owner of the studio said well Susan come over here you don't, you don't have an accent come and read this copy. So I went, Oh, ding, ding, ding. I can do this. And I got <laughs> yeah, a voice coach out. and then a, a talent agent. And I've been doing it ever since. Your voice is heard everywhere. Many a mornings I'll be in the car with my wife paying bills by phone. And I can swear I hear your voice. It's quite possible. Yes. Because all of the, uh, the work that I did that ultimately became part of Siri also became a lot of other things. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, you may hear me on lots of different GPS systems. I know Wes, Wes was going to buy a car a few years ago, and he goes, Susan, I wanted to get this Mercedes, but you know what? I just couldn't have you talking to me all day long. <laughs> 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 it was my voice in the car, so I said, oh, I'm sorry, Wes. Wow. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's great. I can, I can imagine Wes saying that as well, like, you know, because he's just – He's such a character. I love he Wes. He is a character, and he's such a great guy. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yes. One of the nicest guys in show business. Oh, he sure. and Tom both. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just went to the Invoxication a few weeks ago. And... Oh, I wanted to go to that, but I told uh, my you we would send a ticket, I'll go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry you weren't there, because I would have yeah. loved to have met you. Uh, that would be really amazing. Uh, well, but, yeah, that's it's always a good time. For next year, I'll... I'll uh... I'll, I'll find out what date it's going to be and, and try to make a plan enough in, ahead of time so that it works. 
Yeah, that that would be great. I know that they would love to have you here. I mean, like that's so cool. I, I it's amazing to me. I now do they represent a lot of people uh, by coastally? Do you know? Are and you part of like a smaller crew that they do that that with? Or I I don't think that they necessarily represent a lot of people in other cities. Um, I I happen to find Wes the the uh, when I, things first broke about Siri, I got home from doing my. CNN interview in New York and and I had like I don't know a hundred phone messages and five <laughs> emails and Jeez. and you know I just said I called my son who lives in in Los Angeles and I said do you know anybody anybody that can help me through this and and through a friend of his uh, he recommended Wes and um, mm. boy he he's he's just done done wonderfully for me he's a very understanding person he's he did not he he's definitely not your typical slick agent but he's an no. incredible negotiator <laughs> well that's one reason that uh, he sure is man he's negotiated things for me and my jaws hit the floor and i've been like right. how did you do wow. i said that's great that's awesome you know like, I, I, that's way more than i would have ever imagined oh yeah a lot of times people yeah. will email me directly mm-hmm. and just say well we'd really like to have you do this and then i'm thinking to myself well gee i could charge i don't know five hundred. i don't know and so i say well please please talk to wes and then wes comes back with this number that i'm going oh my good <laughs> I know. I love how he's so cavalier when he calls you because he's like, so um, I've got this for you right here. It's this number. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to do that. How's that sound? Yeah. yeah. Uh, That sounds pretty good. Pretty pretty good, as Larry David would say. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a number that you, you, you have to kind of like pretend you're just like, oh, that's great. But like inside you're going, oh, my gosh. Like it's like, yeah, that's really cool. Are all VO folks pretty much laid back I, that's the impression i get you know we had jet walker on uh, a couple of weeks ago with and her dad robert w walker and just so relaxed oh i don't necessarily think so no um, <laughs> okay because a lot of voice actors um aren't just voice actors because yeah. a lot of them come from musical backgrounds actually which is very very helpful in voiceover because you kind of need to be able to get a sense of rhythm when you're reading you know copy for sure. And, uh, so a lot of people come from music. People come from, of course, just regular, you know, film and, and theater acting. Um, mm-hmm. Some come from DJing. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah you and, know, and also, all of us seem to have other things that we're doing besides voiceover because it's a, you know, it's a freelance gig. And so you're not always mm-hmm. working unless you're fortunate enough to become, you know, some um strongly recurring <laughs> character well, unless you're frank welker you're not always working basically yeah <laughs> or, yeah or john dimaggio or was it, or, was, it you know. was it always freelance though i mean there there are radio there are radio ranches so to speak that just you know that just turn this stuff out left and right oh well yeah not having been a part of that that's not hasn't been my experience it's always been freelance for me so you know we always we've always auditioned it just seems that now we have to audition you know 20 times more to get to get half of what we used to have <laughs> that, that is the truth that is yeah that it's is uh, technology it's one of those industries i i when i in my siri presentation i talk about the fact that you know technology of course has has really revolutionized every business but with ours it's been just a complete a complete it's almost night and day in the voiceover business the mm-hmm. the effect that technology has had and of course any business that utilizes the web, which, you know, is a lot of that is happening now. A lot of work is just being done through, you know, voice one, two, three or voices.com or any kind of internet thing like that. And anything like that is going to require the voice actor to be a promoter. You know, now when I first got into the business, which has been decades ago now, so this is a totally (laughs) different story. It was really kind of cool because there was a definite structure. Mm. You're the, client would go and talk to your agent and say, well, this is what we're looking for. And I was exclusive with Atlanta Models of Talent for many, many years. And they got me a lot of work because of that. And, you know, the client would talk to the agent. The agent would say, well, oh, well, let me recommend blah, blah, blah. And they would give them like 10 or 15 people to audition. Right. And so you would have a really, really good chance of winning your audition. And then if you were exclusive, as I was, the agents would say, well, gee, you ought to try Susan Bennett. She's she's nice to work with, and she takes direction. She always shows up and <laughs> all of that. They and, would pitch you. Um, yes, they were the um, they were our promoters. They were um, our advocates. Right. And now 
boy, oh boy, it's really up to the individual. And it, it is tough for a person like me because I'm a horrible self-promoter, just terrible. <laughs> I've, uh, I, I do much, much better with somebody else working with me or for me. I think all of us do, honestly, Susan. I mean, there are some that are gifted at that, you know, and really good at being business savvy. And I always wish I could go back and tell my younger self as an actor, you know, take some business classes because right. it really is advantageous for you to understand that end of the business. And it's not at all, you know, selling out. It's like you you are your tool. You are your <laughs> you are the. Product. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, it's it's. Uh, and of course, I grew up at a time where, you know, my parents were very, very conservative, very reserved. And, yeah. you know, my my giant lesson in life was don't impose and what I <laughs> what, what a lesson for uh, a future performer so um, you know I think that I think people nowadays just because of so much information everybody just being out there I think mm-hmm. that a lot more people involved in voiceover now are prepared to do that very thing to promote themselves so this uh, kind of segues into a question that actually came up on Twitter I, I actually put a hashtag out there ask Siri so I got a question from a, a, a fan uh, and, a, and a listening to the podcast uh, as a woman voice actor how difficult was it for you to get into that workspace and also what steps did you have to take in order to accomplish your career well it's very very different from when I did it you know because we're talking about you know late 70s for me so I you know this everything is completely different now um, I, if you want, I, I put together a, a, a voiceover, uh, doc for people just getting into the business. If you want to send me an email, um, hmm. I will send it to you. And oh, my email great. address is Susan at Susan C. Mm. And basically Susan at Susan C. Yeah. The, the steps that you go through to get there now are a bit different, but the basic talents that you have to have and the basic skills that you have to have are the same. That's for uh, sure. You you can't just have a great voice. You have to be able to act. You have to be able to read, you know, and you have mm-hmm. to, to articulate. You have to be able to to read segments of copy within a certain period of time, yeah. namely 15 seconds, 30 seconds, right. or 60 seconds for yeah. commercials. Right. And, of course, they always write too much copy for each spot. But um, <laughs> Always. That's, that's something else to do. I've... But, um, you know, the skills are basically the same, but the way to go about it now is very, very different. And it's a lot cheaper to do it now than it used to. When I when I got into having my own personal recording situation in my home, which mm. I've had for, you know, over 20 years, um, I, I actually built a studio. Oh, wow. And now, yeah. now all you need is a smartphone a mixer face, a good microphone, and a closet. Right. You know, and that's- well, that's exactly what I'm in. I actually, but I did work to build a studio into this closet. Like, I well, yes, well, that's that's key. Well, I would say you're doing very well if you have all these these fabulous gigs under your belt. So, <laughs> I mean, thank you, Scotty. You've done you've done video games. You've done all kinds of stuff. I mean, so it's, you're, you're yeah, I'm, I'm actually really I'm really interested in motion capture right now. Um, and I, I think that's the next generation of of acting. It's still a ways off from being mainstream, but. But it's being used in a lot of different things right now. And, and I feel like as actors, that's something that all of us need to kind of be ready for because it's going to incorporate the best of voiceover, the best of theater and the best of film. And it's going to put great actors on display. Um, and I, I really so I'm really uh, been working with DreamWorks uh, on some other projects, you know, kind of behind the scenes stuff that's not really for public consumption. And uh, but I've been but I've been really learning a lot about that side of the craft. And uh, it's been it's been such a joy for me. And so I'm hoping to have more of that work in the future, too. Well, Um, I've always wanted to be a cartoon, but I think it might be a little late for me. And I and I'm really not uh, uh, planning to to Los Angeles, which is what I really think it takes. Susan, it's never too late. Come on now. Oh, you don't get me started, darling. You, ah, you're, well, you're in the home of Cartoon Network. I think they're based in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I've done some singing for them. Yeah. I've done some singing for them. I've, I've sung for Adult Swim and, and Futurama. And... Oh, fun. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Well, I mean, Wes and Tom are the guys. I mean, they, they, they I will say, though, you know, and here's the thing, Susan, this is what I've been learning, too, this year is that, you know, the business is changing on many levels and very, very quickly. And you're just I'm just not getting as much copy as I used to get, quite frankly. And uh, and it's and I think it's because they're making more direct offers to, to, to celebrities and and uh, clients with like big influencing numbers and things like that. 
And, um, and you know, so, so that's causing the actor to, like you said, to kind of have to really personally invest in their career and really put themselves out there in other ways. And so that's what I'm looking at right now and kind of reshaping and rebooting in my own career. But, um, but, but that is what's going on. And, it, and it's, and it's because voiceover kind of became, I think this big thing where, you know, there right. were. Instead of like you know, like you said, being a list of fifteen people, casting directors are listening to like three thousand auditions. Oh, I and know. It's they just don't have the time. They can listen to all those auditions, and that's the thing. I I've gotten to be kind of a brat where auditions are concerned. If they they send me an audition and and they say, you know, we we're we're auditioning males and females, delete. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I'm sad to say that there just isn't as much work. There never has been, and there still isn't mm-hmm. as much work for women as there is for men. And, okay, you know, the thing is that, you know, I don't want to waste my time because now when you do auditions, you can't just, you can't just, you know, go into the, your, your agents and they, they put something down. You have to deep breath it mm-hmm. and you have to try to make it sound professional. You have to yeah. do what it takes. And it's, and it's takes a lot of time. Yeah. And so I've gotten to, the, I'm at the point where if I, if I think that there's just no way that the, you know, already if, if they don't know if they want a male or female, then I've, it's already cut me down to 50% chance of getting it. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry. I, that makes me sad a little bit because you are very talented and you clearly have a great career beneath your belt. And I think that, you know, you, you certainly have what it takes. And I think anyone listening to you would, 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 would say, Hey, she brings something different to the table. So. But well, I, I but I, I understand I understand why you feel that way. I get why you feel that way. But don't be discouraged. <laughs> you mentioned. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not discouraged. I'm just I, as I said, I'm just I'm in the brat phase of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. As well, you should be. <laughs> you mentioned technology, and again, ever changing. And when these systems first came out, they were very very robotic and clunky and just not real natural sounding. And the technology has evolved. Siri was really born as a result of, I guess, I want to say uh, speech, a text-to-speech, speech-to-text yeah. kind of a thing. Yep. Yep. So tell us how that all started with you and how you got approached to record all this stuff. Because, I mean, obviously this was hours and hours of just reading words and numbers and alphabet. How does that all work out? Well, I had been doing some work for a company in Atlanta that does a lot of messaging and you know narration work, and they approached me with these new scripts and um it meant a lot of work and so i agreed to do it and it, it got complicated because siri was the first one of these of these entities and it's so consequently i don't think that people that became alexa for instance you know had to deal with the same thing that i had to deal with but i think the process was still the same the process is this amazing thing called concatenation. And so the voice actors have to read thousands of phrases and sentences that are created solely for sound. They are created to get all of the sound combinations in the language. You wouldn't wouldn't think that it would be this much, but my first <laughs> my my first set of gigs uh, was in July of 2005. 4 hours a day, 5 days a week. And uh, it's very, very tedious stuff because since the phrases that were, um, well, once the phrases are recorded, technicians and computers, of course, go in to the recordings and extract sounds, reform them into new phrases and sentences. And these are what end up on our devices. These are what end up being series answers to your questions, for instance. Right. But as far as the recording process for the concatenation, you had to be, everything had to be read consistently. You know, the same pacing, the same pitch, the same tone, very articulate, so they could go in and extract sounds from words that you were saying. And so it was very, very, very tedious work. And because all the phrases were made just for sound and weren't created for content or meaning of, of any sort, mm-hmm. they were they were sentences like, Cow hoist in the tub hut today. Interesting. Say schist fresh issue today. Let's wow. see. Cathexis thefatali sexual ease stump. Fossa, <laughs> fossa ask fossa ask fussy. And then you'd have these real mind benders where you had to get all of the nuances of the vowel, vowel, vowels. And so, of course, you would have to say something like, 
Say the shrouding again, say the shrading again, say the shrouding again, say the shrouding again, say the shredding again, say the shredding again. I believe I experienced some brain damage during that during that time. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. That's that's amazing. Okay, so yeah. so they weren't having you record literal phrases for Siri. It was like pieces of things that they could put. No, yeah, they were actual phrases and then they would go in and extract sounds from the phrases i'm sorry yes that's yeah. that's what i that's what i was meaning to say but yeah. not like phrases that would make sense in a real context it would be like just... well i i read a lot of addresses um in oh, uh interesting uh if in, in follow-ups in a couple of years after that uh-huh. uh four months of recording um addresses and this is an interesting thing and this this has leads you to to wonder you know the the thought process that goes into some of the corporate decisions that are made. Uh, I would be in my little home studio mm-hmm. uh, connected via ISDN to a person at Nuance, which is the biggest text-to-speech company in the world. Huh. And we would be reading these addresses, and sometimes if we, if we would get a word that was, you know, sounded uh, Spanish, uh, we would talk about it and say, well, Oh, where's it located? Oh, it's in Massachusetts. Well, we better anglicize it then. And then, oh, no, it's in New Mexico, so we can pronounce it the Spanish way. And I just said, why are we guessing at this? Why Don't you guys have interns or something that can look up the proper thing? So this, anyone listening, this is why sometimes you get frustrated with your devices because Mm. they don't get the right information. (laughs) That's, That's why so Siri used to say rodeo drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's so interesting. Yeah. I, I and because there's and this is definitely part of the the questions I was so that were bugging my brain because um you know I'm a bit of a tech hound myself and I I am more on the Windows end of things uh, uh, like I was saying earlier. I <laughs> but with Cortana it's been a very interesting experience too because I feel like. You know, and I've had both an iPhone and a Windows phone, and now I'm on an Android. And so, um, and I've I've been learning just the, how those AIs work, and it's fascinating to me the the just the differences between them, and uh, and and to see what information they can get, what what they can't. Now, when on on online on the Wikipedia page of your life, it says that you recorded until 2013, but have you done anything since then, or are they still bringing you in to record stuff, or do they have what they need? I mean, what, what is that What is that well, all about? Uh, I don't really know. See, the Siri voice first changed with Operating System 7. Oh, okay. Most people, it was still my voice, but it didn't sound like me. I yeah. thought that some other actor, that they, they had chosen to uh, replace my voice. And... And in fact, I used to talk about that in my presentations. But now, if you talk to Siri and you ask her who Susan Bennett is, she says that I'm an American voice actor and the original voice of Siri up to OS 11, which mm-hmm. is last year. And of course, the voice is very different now. She's well, um, she's a millennial now, and she sounds like all the other voices. Well, when um, I ask, when I ask, um, I'll say, I'll say, Siri, are you Susan Bennett? Siri says, I do my own voices. So <laughs> oh, yeah. well, she's not anymore. No, she uh, she was my voice, apparently. But see, what this means is, if you think about look past this and you think about it, especially um, for you, Jason, as a, a voice actor, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about our future, they manipulated my voice to sound a different way. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so we have to go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Yeah. I give them all those vowels and diphthongs, and look what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and so you wonder how much of our performance and what we bring to the table is really what they're looking for. I'm so curious. Yeah, yeah it's, it really is. Uh, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how we learn to adapt to all of these yeah. changes that technology are going to bring out. Now, I am just completely. I'm just the worst tech person in the world i did an i did an interview for a tech magazine a few years ago and they sent me an email and said well we'd really like to get all of our you know interviewees favorite tech tips and so of course i was sitting there howling and i sent them back an email and i said well you asking me for a tech tip is kind of like you asking a vegan for a barbecue recipe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like that analogy. And then I said, oh, wait, oh, wait, here's a tip. Try not to hit the wrong button. 
Yeah. Good. I never heard back from them ever again. I, 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 either they had absolutely no sense of humor or they thought I was really being nasty. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You but it's funny. true. I w- if there's a wrong, but I will find it. I wouldn't, won't even try. I will just find it. <laughs> That's so interesting. Well, Again, the voice of Siri, I mean, certainly has definitely a, a culture. It's changed the culture of technology um, as we speak. But you didn't tell folks you were Siri for a long time. No, because I was really afraid of how it was going to, to um, affect my, my voiceover career. Mm-hmm. Because as we all know, uh, if you become a certain thing, then you are typecast. And I really did not want to be typecast because I was having a lot of fun doing a lot of different things. And uh, <clears throat> this went on. It took me a really, really long time. But my husband and my son, they were they were the ones. You know, my, my female friends would always agree with me whatever day, you know, when I was changing my mind, all back going back and forth. They would always agree with me. My husband and son said, you are an idiot. This is an amazing opportunity. This is so unique. You are just you have to do this. Finally, they got through to me and I thought, you know, I will. I'm just going to take this giant leap of faith. I think part of it, too, was that I was I I really wasn't that interested in being famous. I mean, I've I've never Mm. aspired to fame. And so I'm thinking, oh, man, what is really going to happen with this? And I thought, you know, I really do need to make this little leap of faith and just see what happens. And it has turned out to be absolutely great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I'm really glad you did. I understand your trepidation, though, and 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 it's funny because in and I, I relate to what you're saying in, in voicing Superman. I, I I think that I don't want the because that's kind of the the biggest thing that I've had so far, um, and what people are knowing have know know me for at this point. But you know, I, I the 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 kind of neat thing is is on that show the director gave me a ton of leeway and gave me a bunch of characters to play. So I don't just play Superman. I play villains and and kind of small right. characters and really funny things and so I'm, I'm trying to put together this this reel of that stuff so they can see like look I'm, I'm more than just this guy and and I have a lot more to offer than that because it's amazing to me how much I guess I'm assuming that casting directors and people do their homework but I I don't oh, no, know they they don't. Do. no no I think that's what that that's what you have to show them in your auditions and that's why you know um I've done some voice coaching with a couple of people in L.A., Nancy Wolfson, um, mm-hmm, sure. and also uh, Donna Grillo. And mm-hmm, yeah. because, you know, I really did. And part of it was my age. You know, you get to a point where, you know, it's the 20 year olds, the 30 year olds that are doing all the commercials. And I'm and I'm not that. And uh, and so I, I kind of went from doing a lot of commercials to doing a lot of narrations and documentaries and messaging and and uh, IVR work and all that stuff. And uh we well, still so, sound very young. I mean, it's like, oh, you, thanks. <laughs> you know, I'm actually 105. But, you know, I mean, Siri it, was definitely a springboard for you, though. I got to think. Well, it was a springboard for me in uh, the most significant thing was getting with Wes oh. and uh, just doing all the all some some fabulous things with Fox but also meeting Steve Wozniak at one of the tech conferences. I used to do a lot of tech tech oh, conference wow. appearances. Wow. Yeah. And Apple has never acknowledged any of their voices. Um, and But Steve Wozniak did acknowledge me at that tech conference. And he said, you know, you are real natural on the stage. He said, you really ought to do speaker events. And that got me thinking. And so that's really a sort of new career that I I have that I've been doing a lot of for the past two or three years. And um, I do a Siri presentation where I talk. It's a three part presentation. I talk about um, how the recordings were done, you know, who Siri is, where she came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I talk about the voiceover business because. That's where a series voice came from. And so I do a lot of different character voices, you know, that people find entertaining. And then the third part is I really talk about what a life lesson it was for me. Uh, Because, Uh, you know, as an introvert, it was sort of like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm who? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Now, I I do have some questions. When you decided to come out, was was Apple kind of managing that or was that, I mean, how did that work? No, I've never had any interaction with Apple whatsoever except for Steve Wozniak at a conference. Um, Mm. The uh, 
you know, they basically didn't want to have anything to do with me. Um, they couldn't come after me because I did not have a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, that was the thing that, you know, Siri was so new. What people don't realize is, and they get frustrated with Siri because, you know, listen, I speak pretty articulately and she doesn't even understand me sometimes. So don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> it's her. It's not you. Boy, isn't um, that meta? Yeah. And, um, oh, I got, I've got so many things flowing through my mind. I lost my train of thought. Oh. Um, uh, when you, when you came out of Siri, did Apple, uh, say anything? Oh, Yes, we did not have non-disclosure agreements because we had worked for the Nuance Company. We had not worked directly for Apple. Uh -huh. Apple got our voices from Nuance. And, uh, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. so it was pretty complicated. But you have to consider who and what Siri really is. Siri was the first concatenated voice that sounded human and that yeah. you could interact with. Absolutely. And with each iteration of the iPhone, she has just become faster faster and more efficient it's mm -hmm. absolutely amazing when you think about it and people take it for granted but you have to realize that she's basically the first public manifestation of ai yeah you know, and they've been working on ai since the late 60s early 70s yep. and so it took them decades you know to teach machines to speak to teach machines yep. to respond to teach machines to re to um acknowledge or recognize different people and you have to think of the number of years it must have taken for them to input all of that data. Yeah, that's the mind blowing the information right there. From all around the world. I mean, all the information that those I mean, it's totally mind boggling. Yeah, I first I first heard sure. synthesized voices about the late seventies, early eighties, they were first turning out. Again, they were very, very clunky. And there were some that sounded human, like I guess they used human voices, but it was again very, very choppy and not the pacing was bad and Right. Um, that was the that was the concatenation process. They didn't have it down quite yet. If you listen right. to the first, if you listen to Siri on the on the 4S, mm -hmm. and then listen to um, well, my latest voice of Siri on the um, OS 10, um, you can still hear. Just it's a lot less bumpy. It's a lot less robotic. It's smoother. She sounds more. And of course, as as, as things as time goes on, um, because language changes. You know, series what Siri says, and all the other digital voices uh, will also change because mm -hmm. <clears throat> language changes, and so yes. consequently, the digital voices will change as well. So there, there's Siri, there's the voice, and then again, like you said, the input all that information, and then tie it into your 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 cell phone, your smartphone. Um, oh yeah, that's the amazing thing, and I want to think that Siri is somewhat intuitive as well. Siri knows where you live. Yes, exactly. Because um, I, I know, that. I know for so a fact that, that that Siri and Hal Nine Thousand. See, you know, I do all this stuff, but I'm still such a fanboy, so that's really cool. Siri, I know that Siri and Hal Nine Thousand have some some falling out of some sort. Oh my gosh! Because uh, when you ask um, Siri, says I'd rather not talk about Hal or, or something. I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> And of course, the famous Girl one. Heart, you know, what um, can I tell you? Open, uh, open the pod bay doors. Yeah, that's, that's right. A, I'm afraid I can't. Now, how did that. how did that one start? Oh, the Hal voice. Yeah, I mean. The, oh, I have no idea about that. No, but I mean, yeah. but I mean, the, the open the pod bay doors thing with with Sarah asking Siri to do that. How did that all? Oh, I have no idea. It's, I no, I you know, I have no idea what Siri does. Really, God. I mean, that's up to that's up to the techie people. So. Right, you just yeah. give them the material and then they I work just, with it. They, I, have, I have just the sound. The now, what, how did they? So I'm so curious. They you so you nuance reached out to you. You auditioned with them. Is that right, or did they? And then they said, "Well, we'll do this." How did they pitch this to you? What did they say this was going to be? Did they say it was for Apple? Did they say? I'm so curious to know because it seems like you were in the dark for a lot of things. Well, and I've talked to other original Siri voices. I've talked to the Australian Siri and the, the uh -huh. British Siri is a, a famous announcer from the BBC, John Briggs. Ah, the right. First quote Siri voice in uh, or Apple voice in Britain was male. So, and a lot of the I think the French voice was male as well. Um, and we all had the same experience, which was we didn't really know what we were doing. We were told that we were just doing generic recording for phone systems. Mm. And um, and I was also doing it through a liaison company here in Atlanta that I work with and still work with. And and so they had sort of they sort of talked me into it, but they didn't really have to talk too hard because it was a huge amount of work. 
Yeah. So, you know, we and, are freelancers and we do like to work and we have to take the work where we can. No, I know. Yeah. No, believe me. I totally understand. I, I'm just so curious because it just seems like, I mean, that frustrates me a little bit on one hand as an actor because I feel like, hey, man, like that's that's a little shady. But uh, but I get it. I mean, at the on the other hand, because I'm sure they probably didn't even know what they were going to do with it. You know, <laughs> like at the time they were just working on building a, a, a database, you know. Well, I, I hear of cases where folks have voiced stuff like video games and didn't realize they were voicing for video games. They just their voice just shows up there one day. It's like, hey, that's me. Yeah. Have you heard of this? I know. But, and that's one of the reasons that. When I used to audition, now they want you to audition the whole spot, and I just really hate that because I, I don't want them to 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 have mm. a complete recording. Yep. Uh, and I feel like going blah in the middle of it or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like water, watermarking it, it, oh, yeah. they call it. Yeah, which, of course, being a non-techie, I don't know how to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I mean, it sounds like you've kind of made your piece about all that, but did that did that frustrate you at first? Oh, yes, because I'm basically a pretty forthright person, and I've yeah. always tried to be an equitable person in my life. And to be, uh, you know, yeah, I really, really felt uh, taken advantage of uh, mm-hmm. because we, you know, we got paid pretty well for the recordings that we did, but we got absolutely nothing for um, uh, usage and yeah. just millions and millions. And the, the problem is that for people that do the type of work that I do, Normally, it doesn't matter if I'm doing, I'm the voice of someone that you, whose company that you call and I give you the information because when you call, you're not paying attention to my voice unless I'm a celebrity or I'm a really wacky sounding voice, then you'll, then you'll notice it. Right. But mm-hmm. basically what you are doing is trying to find out information, which I am giving you. But you take that same voice and you put it into a, as a, make it a persona and you put it into this little computerized telephone that everyone is talking to many, many times a day. You get accustomed to hearing that voice. And and so I really think that that has affected um, the amount of, of auditions that I'm winning and not winning. Right. Well, let me let me ask. Let me ask you this, because uh, I'm hearing I'm, when I hear you talking, I'm hearing Siri's voice. I'm hearing that that tonality do you get spotted i mean do folks say hey you sound like siri has it happened to you You know only two people in all these years two people one was a banker and one was a waiter and i told both of them i said you're both in the wrong business you've got to get into audio so they're really great ears most people don't hear it because they uh you know it's late at night and i I think i'm having some allergy business right now it's kind of feeling weird but um so my voice is a little bit lower but I typically, you know, talk up here and Siri is more is more down here. Yes. So yeah, you do affect it just a, a hair, and I, I can, but I can still hear tones of it within your oh, yeah. speaking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, most people, you know, most people don't just don't notice that kind of thing. You know, right. uh, mm-hmm. most people don't have ears quite that, you know, efficient. <laughs> and now, now so the you, now oh, the okay. Delta the Delta airline voice is different from the Siri voice. Oh, it's it's similar. Okay. You know, it's it's similar. It's it's probably not as deep as the Siri voice. Wow. Is that something that you do in, in airports or now where, where do you do that? Oh, well, I'm done with it. I mean, they just use it, you know, they continue to use the same sound. I'm one of the voices of Delta Airlines gates worldwide. So, oh, um, oh, I know, see, I I'm see. the voice I'm the voice at the gate. At the gate. You are, you know, now calling zone 3. Ah, I got you. Okay, okay. Now, now, in zone twenty-five, we've all been there. You're not rich enough to sit here. That's right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the the, the whole GPS thing as well. I mean, the cars. I mean, I've I I unplugged mine. I hope it wasn't your voice. I'm sorry, but um, you know, on GPSs, if you make a wrong turn, um, your GPS gets very angry with you. You know, turn left. Turn left. Turn left now. You know. Turn around, make a U-turn. It's like, okay, 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 you know. So, you know, um, I had a Garmin, um, and I called her Greta, because she sounded like Greta, and then I had a a Magellan. Were you you with Garmin? No. Okay, then I had a Magellan. I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) In perpetuity, she could very well be. She could have been, yeah. Exactly. And And you can't escape me. I don't know where where the hell I am. (laughs) Well, like I said, I... 
my, we'll be paying bills in the car, and my wife will be on her, you know, Chris will be on her cell phone and, and paying, and sometimes we're in a bad area, and, and it doesn't quite hear you, you know, and, um, yeah, she gets a little impatient, my wife does, um, you know, the, the lady on the phone carried away, <laughs> but, you know. Um, well, it's amazing how quickly we get used to these devices, I mean, and we expect so much of them without realizing what's behind all of this and what, yeah. you know, it's like, oh my God, or do you really expect, oh, here's an example. A good friend of ours is, is very, very Southern. He's from Alabama uh, and he was in the car one day trying to get Siri to understand. He wanted to go to Snellville, Georgia, but he kept saying, I want to go to Snailville. <laughs> and so he kept saying, Snailville. And she goes, there is no Snailville. And, and I, I gave, you know, I said, here, give it to me. And I said, Snellville. <laughs> And her body went through. But, you know, people expect her to understand regionalisms and, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, but if I, I guess, do... guess one day she will be able to to understand all of that. It's just it seems like it's going to take a while to be able to understand every single accent and, and uh, you know, dialect. I mean, if, if I need to, if I get on and say, Siri, I need a drink, Siri will say, yeah. here's some bars near you. It'll, it'll, it'll I mean, it knows... I didn't say drink a water or drink a soda. I just said drink, and it automatically assumed that I was going to, uh, you know, wanted to go to get hammered somewhere. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, see, my, I just feel that unfortunately, because I'm a big, I, I love privacy, and uh, there isn't any. I mean, basically, no. our information is all out there. Um, right. Yeah, especially the Alexa thing, the Echo, and all those those things. Those are those, scary. The, oh man, really I won't scary. have one. I, just I won't either. Have one. She's listening. She is listening all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we did an experiment one time that someone started talking about balloons in front of Alexa and saying, oh, I, you know, oh, I think balloons are the best thing for birthdays and going on and on about balloons. And then, of uh-huh. course, next time they went on their phone and they went on Facebook, there was a big advertisement for for balloons. That's I was, terrifying. <laughs> I was talking I was talking to a friend last week um, and they have an Alexa in their house or Google one of those. And I guess one day there was a group of folks together and they were talking about U.S. presidents. Um, so about six hours later, they decided to play trivia. And guess what topic Alexa picked? U.S. presidents. <laughs> wow. So that's, yeah. yeah that's the. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It, oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's going to be very interesting to see we are in the, where we are in the next 10, 15 years. But I'll have to say, you know. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe it's time for the machines to take over because the humans have been here for thousands of years and we haven't learned anything. That's true. We've learned a lot. We've created a lot of beautiful art and music, but uh, we haven't learned not to go to war or any of that kind of stuff. We haven't learned to not uh, overpopulate the earth. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe the machines can do better. I mean, after all, they don't have to eat or drink. Is this, uh, is this series hashtag times up? speech <laughs> or yeah it's like, it's like yeah um um oh, mike i'm sorry before we get too much later here i wanted you yeah. to i know mike wanted to hear about some of your other experiences you know singing and some of the other things you, you were doing before siri yeah uh, you know because there's a lot more to susan bennett yeah, than you, yeah you mentioned you got you starting jingles but you are a singer as well you toured with burt Backrack. that's I amazing did. what a thrill that's yeah amazing. i was uh one of let's say, I think five backup vocalists with him. He brought a couple people from L.A., and then he started off his tour in Atlanta uh, at this fabulous venue here in Atlanta called Chastain Park. And uh, and it was one of the biggest thrills of my life. Um, we were in the uh, penthouse of, I think it was just a Holiday Inn at the time because it was the closest hotel to the park. And uh, we're up in his penthouse, and we're going over some some parts. And... There's Burt Backrack sitting in this little spinet piano in this wow. penthouse and, you know, playing playing music. And he looks up at me and goes, now, Susan, what do you think about this part? And I kind of I twisted my head to the left and the right looking for another Susan. I said, good God, he knows my name. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it was wow. so fabulous. He, he was so great. He has, a- he's written for everybody. I mean, it's just I mean, I, I can't even count the number of songs that he's written. You know the song that you play at the beginning of your podcast. I think he wrote that. Really? I know that. You're I think kidding. that's Herb Alpert. But I oh, think it's her, that's yeah, that, that, that was song. that was the bumper for uh, for the for the yeah. uh, for the stream. But, uh, that's from um, Casino Royale. 
actually. I think um, he's missing a huge opportunity, though, uh, or was anyway, you know, in, in calling you his backer-rack-up singers. Oh, oh you went there. <laughs> you went missing there. a huge opportunity. Oh and then, again, this one here, um, Jason, make sure you're seeing, I mean, Roy Orbison. Oh, yeah. My God. I mean, that's just, yeah. Oh, I got to sing a duet with him. I got to be Emmy yeah. Lou Harris. Wow. What? Yeah. Oh. On stage. Yeah. It's incredible, that, that man. Amazing. Yeah. My first gig with him was in Bulgaria. And uh, because I was replacing um, everyone but me was from Nashville. And so I was replacing a, a woman who uh, the soprano that he had had before something something went wrong on the road. But anyway, so yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a uh, friend of mine was also one of his backup singers, and he recommended me. And so I got to to fly to Bulgaria and and, and sing for 10 million people my first gig with him. So Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. No pressure. Was it, <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. this before Siri? Was this pre-Siri? Oh, yeah. This, is, no. this was like, oh, yes, this is way before Siri. Oh, wow, uh, man. Yeah. No. Decades. That's, <laughs> that's least, incredible. Maybe. Yeah. Now, um, I also I also wanted to kind of bring up. Uh, so you've been working in Atlanta for most of your career. It sounds like all of your career. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty um, much. How's that? And, and is it mostly non-union work, or you must be union by this point? I'm sure. Or oh, how, how does that? Work? I've been union from the beginning. Oh, okay, great. I started work in Boston, and uh-huh. I the the, uh, the union when I was in Boston, just year, you know, right out of college, and um, and yeah, and I and I've been a union member all this time. And I, I hate to see that so much of the work has gone non-union. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it may be one of the reasons that I don't see as many auditions as I would like to see, because I kind of told everybody, look, you know, uh, the union's been good to me and I get my insurance through them and <laughs> right. uh, all that stuff. Um, and the, when you do get, get a, a good gig through the union, it really pays very, very well. And, uh, um, however, they were not able to get me paid for the 12 national Apple spots that my voice was used yeah. in, but you know, can't have everything. Yeah, that's, and that's, <laughs> I was, my, my mind kind of went there with that in, in the earlier discussions of like, it's just, it's so, that's so, that's gotta be a little infuriating. You know, well, because, it, it, uh, it, it pretty much was. And it was something that it was a life lesson for me in the sense yeah. of I had to learn to deal with that. And, uh, Mm-hmm. And I just thought about all of those poor people that, you know, inventors of the past that work for corporations, these guys that came up with this little, you know, a- amazing little tiny screw that did something or other that, that was able to make them make billions of dollars. And right. it's a, a $100, you know, U.S. savings bond for it, you know. So yeah. it's it's always been sort of a, a corporate approach to uh, pay as little as they can and get away, yeah. which is, you know. And I, you know, basically, I think that that life that life everywhere in the world would be better if people didn't think that way. But I think somehow, I guess, I guess what happens when humans get too much money and too much power? I think I think it I think it changes their brains or something. They well, and I think that's you know, and this is for any aspiring voice actors listening, man. This is this is why it's important to support the union. I mean, everyone, you're you're going to spend some time in your career where you're going to do some non-union work, and and it's good to get the experience and and to build the reel a little bit. But when you become union, you'll you'll understand just why it's so important because you know, like like Susan experienced here, and like so many of us uh, in our earlier. I mean, I have stories as well where you know they're they're going to take advantage of you if they can't, and and that's the the important thing to remember is, hate- is that the unions are to balance that out. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's really the downside for the fact that voiceover has become um, so. Uh, pervasive now everyone i mean there's a new voiceover conference somewhere in the united states at least every two weeks um and (laughs) probably not that many but you know a lot it seems that way though (laughs) and you know the thing is that you know i i went to a couple i was invited to to speak and everything but you know talk to different people they say well i don't make much money but it's fun i'm going oh dear well you know some of us were doing this as a career yeah (laughs) and um and so you know, it waters everything down. I, I have a friend who was a is a wonderful voice actor, and he's unfortunately he is non-union, and he's also um, works in an ad agency. So he sees it from both sides, and mm-hmm. he said, "Let me give you a, a hint of what's going on here." He said, "We have this little this little spot that was going to run in Alabama for a short time. It paid 150 bucks. Would you care to guess how many people auditioned for it?" And I said, 
150 bucks. I said, oh, ugh, I don't know, 100? He said, try 300. Wow. Wow. Just wow. for $150 spot. So, you know, it's I, I like to call it the voiceover Wild West, you know. <laughs> well, and I think that, you know, the when the Internet, as the Internet's kind of grown over the last, you know, 10 years or so, I, you know, there anyone with a microphone and a computer, they've kind of convinced can do it, you know, and I and I feel like. And there are some very talented people, and there are some people that have certainly made their careers and learned from all of that. But I, but I also think it's oversaturated the market in a way that now we have this thing where agents are making direct offers and they're not spending time listening to all these auditions anymore, and that, and that's harder for new talent. Well, you know, they absolutely can't listen to them if you, you no. know, they can't listen to all of them. And no. in fact, I asked Wes about it one day, and he he talked to to a casting agent, and the mm-hmm. casting agent said, "You don't want to know." Wes yep. said, "Yes, I do. This is my business." Yeah. I said, well, it's kind of random. Yeah. So I'm going, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that is the truth of it. That, yeah. That's it's 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 very. That's why it's so important that we just you know do all the homework. <laughs> we, we we talked about this too, Jason. In fact, that uh, Robert W. Walker says something about to the effect of um, having a voice is one thing, but knowing how to use it. Is another exactly, and I yeah. think a lot of folks think they have a great voice, but it's just, and that's maybe true. But there's so much more to it. It's so nuanced. It's 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 it's. I'm I mean I'm still a student, and I mean I'm. It's like I I consider myself a sponge, and I try to look up any blog or person that I can, and, and just you know try to learn from whoever because it is. It's very nuanced, and and you just the only thing you can control is what you do, and you can't control the casting directors, the producers, or anything else. The only thing you control is what you do. And that's why it's so important that we just keep that work going. I mean, I, I know Susan can probably relate to that. Absolutely. And, you know, you never have never stop learning because advertising goes through different trends. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to be aware of, of what's getting booked, what they're yeah. looking for. And, uh, you know, when I started, it was there. Everything. There was a lot of announcer work. And now, of course, as, as you know, Jason, for the last I was got to be at least five years, if not more than lots more than maybe even 10 years where they said not announcery yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's like every my my favorite my my favorite and my least favorite one is we want we want real people not actors and it's like what and then if you feel like saying well maybe you would like to give us some copy that's not so announcery (laughs) hello (laughs) I I, i that's the frustrating thing is the copy they say they don't want it that way, but then the copy reads like something from the 1940s or 60s, you know, and you're just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. It's very, yeah. it is very challenging. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. are, we are out of time. And Susan, you've been very, <laughs> very gracious to join us tonight. Oh, well, thank you. I enjoy the conversation was, a lot. It was, what you do is amazing. Obviously, Siri is so iconic, but there's so much more to Susan Bennett. And I feel really learned that tonight. And uh, I really thank you for joining us. Where do they find information on you and your, your public speaking? Well, there's a speaker demo on my website, and my website is susancbennett.com, and Bennett is two N's, two T's. Um, I'm also um, at Seriously Susan, S-I-R-I-S-I-R-I-O-U-S-L-Y, Susan, on Twitter and Instagram. And my Facebook page is Susan Bennett. Dash voice of Siri. Awesome. Need to have you record stuff for us. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I like that. Did you see, see what she just did? That's wonderful. I, you're, 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 you're focused. You're focused. That's great. Uh, Susan Bennett, thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, Jason, thank you. You're welcome for joining this, again. Mean, thank you. I mean, I, I, I have to thank you both. I mean, this is just a treat for me to, to get to be a part of this. So so thank you so much for having me, Mike. I appreciate I it. I think it was very conversational. I try to keep it that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I'll tell you, it's nice to talk to some other, you know, people doing voice work because that's one of the things I miss about, you know, old school recording is we'd all glom together in the recording studio. And actually, yeah. I think the, the end product was better because you would actually get some improv stuff from the actors. And, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're speaking my heart, Susan. <laughs> I 
I actually really am a big believer in community, and, and I really want to have more community with voiceover actors and stuff because it is just it is a neat thing, and and I feel like you know the the old guard, uh, you know, when you t- you hear like you know Frank Welker and Bob Bergen and all those guys talk about it, they they all used to hang out, you know, it's like they talk about oh, their yeah. work, you know, and yeah. it was like I miss that. I wish I could have been a part of that. Well, I want to have you on again, Susan. There's no question, um, and um, I think we just just skimmed the surface you know with voiceovers as an industry as an art there's just it's it's so much and then you throw of course sovis in there as well and that's a whole other uh culture too so i'm just learning as well with the background in radio um the voiceover thing is just um it's amazing and it's great to talk to professionals like yourself well thanks so much i enjoyed it thank you thank you uh jason as well like us on facebook follow us on twitter This is Conversations Radio. So long. 